Hello and welcome to episode two of the Kyowa Japan podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and there's also Tyler, who is also a host. Hello, Tyler. I am Tyler, also a host. And our human guest is uh, Audrey. Speak, hey human. <laughs> nice to be here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Tyler, I'll let you take it from there. Okay, so on this episode... Audrey is currently studying at Shinshu University, where Nick and I had already previously studied. And we thought that since Audrey is studying there at the moment, we would get a modern day impression of what it is to study over there. And so I guess we'll start off by learning a little bit about Audrey. So, Audrey, how did you first become interested in Japan? Well, actually, I think that was through you, Tyler and Dylan. And I think you invited me to a Japanese student association meeting at our college and met everyone. And we had a blast and we do weird things. And I learned about the culture and I really just loved everything about it. So I started taking Japanese and <laughs> applied to study abroad. And then here I am. And I mean, I heard you guys talk about this college in particular so much that I couldn't not choose it because I fell in love just by hearing you guys' stories. Yeah, I, I think uh, the, the person that got me and Tyler to go to that college, um, I think it was mostly Josh, Josh Dyer. Um, yeah, Josh was definitely a big influence. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sam Sam probably also would have nudged us in that direction, but uh, we, we talked to Josh all the time. <laughs> I believe you've also heard some from them, did you not, Audrey? From Sam? And Josh, yeah. Uh, not so much from Josh. I mean, a little, obviously from yeah. Sam, he works, he is like, you know, the head of the incoming for the study abroad office. So I heard a yeah. lot from him, but okay. and Daniel, actually Daniel was really like, he talked to me into it a lot because he, oh, all, he was the first one to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so we're name dropping a lot of people. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, do a quick rundown on a uh, who's who here. Um, let's see, Josh is, um, all these people are mutual friends. Josh is someone who went to this university for us and he came back. He went there with, uh, absolutely no knowledge of Japanese, came back conversant. Um, I mean, he, he still makes mistakes speaking, but, uh, he can, he can just talk. He's confident. And, and that's really a lot of what it takes. Yeah. Um, it was very impressive. Like that was one of the biggest things for me is like, he went there knowing nothing came back came back yeah could converse in japanese i mean i thought that was amazing yeah yeah i mean that is amazing is how can you recommend a program better than those results um Mm. and let's see sam is uh another friend of ours he's worked for our university the whole time we've known him um right now he works in the study abroad office but before that he worked in uh, undergraduate admissions and then Daniel is someone who came back from Japan after living there for six or seven years. Seven years, yeah. Long time. And uh, yeah. well, now he's in Japan again. <laughs> yep, um, married. <laughs> yes, I'm married. Yeah, um, all, all of these people went to uh, Shinshu University before us. And they, I mean, they're just their existence was an excellent recommendation of the university. <laughs> mm, I agree. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. And um, I mean, being around you guys, this could not be influenced either. It's just because you guys talk about it all the time. So yeah, yeah. kind of. We, we still do. <laughs> <laughs> it, it becomes kind of a problem. It becomes a little obsessive. And I guess that's yeah. part of the reason we made this podcast. It's just like, put it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we come back and we can't help but be the Japan guys. We, um, Anytime we're in a group of friends and they're talking about something and we're probably going to say, oh, yeah, that reminds me of this thing that happened it, in Japan. And I'm going to shut up it right there. Always <laughs> relates to something in Japan and you can't help it. Yeah. I mean, it's because really we, we leave kind of part of ourselves there behind. Yeah, we really do. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're still I there. We'll experience spirit. that when I come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is why we're trying to talk to you before you experience that. <laughs> but anyway leading into the next question i guess it's kind of already partially answered but how did you start studying japanese well yeah like i said the one year well actually i studied hiragana and katakana on my own because daniel actually encouraged uh-huh. me to he was like hey if you really want to you know go abroad study hiragana and katakana on your own that way when you get into the class you know it's going to be a lot easier because you'll already be able to read at least yeah, that, and I'm like, you know, that's a great idea. <laughs> so I did. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. And so I got in. I already knew Hiragana Katakana, which was way ahead of most people in my class. And But then, you know, of course, once I got in there and I'm like, oh, okay, Japanese is a little harder than I thought. And <laughs> took it for one year. <laughs> and then studied as much as I could on my own before I left. And then arrived here and realized I knew nothing. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it's always a little overwhelming. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's definitely quite a bit of a transition from classroom to uh, the world when it, when it comes to a language. When it comes to anything, really, but especially a language. Like, uh, yeah, but you just never realize how much you need to hear it all the time, or need to speak it a lot more than just you know, like an hour a day in a classroom oh yeah <laughs> most of the time you're just listening to her speak half english half japanese so coming here yeah. i was like oh my god <laughs> they're all <laughs> speaking native speed and i was just yeah. so overwhelmed <laughs> and something like that's really nice about studying it in japan is you a lot of times it's almost like review of what you learn in the classroom when you get out into the real world yeah, mm, because so if you hear what you go over in the classroom in the real world, like that's what really made it stick for me. Yeah, mm. but I can definitely see that. Anyways, back to you, Audrey. So, uh, what are some other general things about yourself? You're a fashion major, and you have a few minors. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few. <laughs> Actually, it's a few kind of complicated to explain here to people because minors aren't really a thing in Japan. Yeah, so, yeah, that like, ran into that problem too. I'm like, yeah, I and, a, like I'm majoring in fashion design, but I got I'm like a minor in a, like in Japanese and international studies, and they're like a minor. What is what is a minor? Like, <laughs> yeah, um, so. So let's see. Do you ha- do you have the word for minor? I mean, there's a there's a word that they don't really use 
often there because is, but, I, but but they'll understand it. To remember. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, sometimes I it's always she says and long. but but one one of the weird kind of weird things, you know, uh, that makes it well not weird, but one of the things that makes it even more difficult to convey is they don't really ask each other what their majors are. They ask what your their department mm-hmm. is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Usually it's not very true. Senko wa It's usually nan desu ka? Yeah, Sometimes it catches me off guard too. Yeah. Okay, so what are your minors? Uh, you you mentioned, I don't remember if you just mentioned them or not. Oh, yeah, you're fine. It's Japanese and international studies. Okay. International studies. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting major or minor because it requires me to study abroad. And oh, okay. uh, I have to have, I think you said at least like two or maybe three credit hours of study abroad, which is basically like it could be like a like, size spring break trip that could count. But I'm taking it at like a whole nother level <laughs> for one <laughs> yeah. year. One year. <laughs> I'm still looking uh. for the word for. Size. Oh yeah, it, that'll, that'll be a huku senko is I think uh, what you're looking like, for. Yeah, huku senko. Yeah, oh, right. um, yeah, I think huku is it's kind of like secondary or something like that. Um, mm. So, um, for vice president, you can say huku daitoryo. Hmm. Uh, makes sense. So, so I, I I kind of think of it as vice major. <laughs> um. But then I but have to say both, and then they get really confused. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I usually just say Japanese. I'm like, yeah, my mind is Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, so, so right now, like you said, you're you're about to go into a welcome party. I don't know if we mentioned that after we started recording. I mean, not welcome, well, but welcome, a kind of party. farewell party. <laughs> Bye party. <laughs> yeah, because the semester just ended in Japan. Mm-hmm. And again, yes. I'm dating the episode. I need to stop doing that. <laughs> it's okay. We're about to have a regular upload schedule. Um, but no, but, we didn't talk about that yet. So okay. Um. So yeah. Um. How were finals? Uh, finals were tough, honestly, because yeah, you, you learn things up until the last second before finals. So we're still learning like a whole new chapter, like. A day before we have our final, and yep. it drives me crazy. <laughs> I'm like, you're, you're teaching me new things. I'm still trying to remember the old things, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, it definitely so did, doesn't slow I, down. No, I passed my kanji for sure. My bumpo, on the other hand, is still hanging <laughs> in the air. I'm not really sure. <laughs> bumpo is grammar for anyone that doesn't know. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and I guess if if we're going to Go there. Uh, kanji are the Chinese characters that are used in Japanese writing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, the reason I, I excel a lot more at kanji than I do at bumpo or, or vocabulary, anything like that. So I just stick with kanji. Uh, hmm. Is that you feel confident both with the reading and writing? Actually, yeah. I for some reason huh. kanji maybe because I am a very visual person because I do design yeah. all the time. I'm always making pictures and like mm-hmm. okay. kanji is just little pictures to me, and I love it because I get to, I basically <laughs> to draw tiny little pictures all the time. So. Yeah, yeah, it can be fun if you know what you're doing. <laughs> mm, that's true. 
as long as you use them correctly, don't do like one stroke wrong, and then it's completely all around. They'll count it off, you know, if you just stroke wrong one way. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, so moving on this, uh, we already kind of went over your first interest, but mm. what were the, some of the things that you studied, like for Shinshu before going? Well, besides, I tried to study as much vocabulary and grammar as I could, but I also really focused on culture. Like I really wanted to know mm-hmm. the aspects of culture here. And I studied, I might have studied culture more than Bimpong vocabulary with the last month that I had in America. <laughs> yeah. Because I just wanted to make sure that I didn't, like, you know, disrespect anybody or, you know, embarrass yeah. myself doing something I'm not supposed to so yeah, definitely. I studied so much culture. I, I feel was like, so many, Nick like and YouTube I, videos. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we did the same thing. Really? <laughs> At least I did. And I think when we talked about it before, it kind of seemed that way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, time so. to, you know, make sure I can fit in. If I can't speak, I at least want to act properly. So. <laughs> Yeah, it can be very useful because there's so many little things over there that if you do differently, you everyone will start staring at you and know that you are not from there. Yeah, I mean, as if our as if our face and eyes and hair didn't already <laughs> give that <laughs> away enough. enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. True. yeah you, you don't want to stick out more than you have to, I guess. Yeah, yeah, things like kind of um, general rule. A um, good example, maybe like uh, yeah. talking on the phone while on the train. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, or the classic, don't take your shoes off and walk through the house with your shoes on. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, no, no. So no, many no. people did that when we first got here. <laughs> and then the really? other classic, oh, don't yeah. wear the bathroom slippers outside the bathroom. <laughs> we, have you done that? Nope, but I've heard of lots of people who have. <laughs> Oh, huh. Well, I don't have to worry about that here because we don't have... I mean, I'm in an apartment. No bathroom slippers. Yeah. I want to buy them. So. <laughs> but you might go to someone's house that does yeah. have bathroom slippers. True. And I have. I went to Patty's house. And, like, before I moved into oh, yeah. my apartment here, I stayed with her yeah. for a couple of days. And her house is very traditionally Japanese. <laughs> slippers <laughs> when you come in, slippers for the bathroom, slippers. There's yep. like an extra pair of shoes for cleaning the bathroom. <laughs> and none of the slippers fit. No, yeah, well, maybe for you. Maybe for, yeah, for me, not so bad, but definitely not for you. <laughs> yeah, like my my heel hangs off of every pair of slipper I tried in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like uh, when we went to Matsumoto Castle, we... Uh, I mean, the last time I went, I just did not put on the slippers that they give you because you can't wear your shoes inside. Um, yeah. Climbing stairs with those slippers is like. It's dangerous. Yeah. Really? I mean, I can only imagine that's kind of what it's like, kind of what it's like going around with high heels <laughs> without ever having <laughs> worn high heels before. It's definitely like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's uh, even harder, though is when all of the international students here went skiing together and we're all wearing like snow boots, like the boots you wear to put on your skis and yeah. to climb downstairs in those boots are 
almost impossible. <laughs> <laughs> so hard, especially Japanese stairs, because the stairs are so narrow and kind of steep. Yeah. That, uh-huh. Oh, man. Oh, you could okay, so it. you haven't been to the castle yet, have you? I have not, no. Yeah, the, the stairs there are very narrow. Oh, I'll have to, I'll have to keep an eye on Oh, yeah. Um, and you also need to go there. Like, what? what's wrong with you? <laughs> I've walked is around he... the outside. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, the oldest... The yeah, it's the oldest uh, Japanese castle in its original form. It's a... Uh... You can get in there for free. Yeah. I know. I've just been busy. Yes, you're a bad person. I know. So you yes. have to come here and go yeah. with me. <laughs> Okay, yeah. well, moving on. Cool. <laughs> uh, so the application process and how did the scholarships and budgeting for study abroad work into that? Mm, the application process was a little long. I had first applied to the study abroad office. And then after the, which was, I think it took me maybe two or two days to finish. And then after I got accepted by the office, I had to then apply to Shinshu. And there, I think the application was like seven or eight pages long, and yes. which included things like you had to go get a physical, make sure that you weren't going to die while you're here and that sort <laughs> of thing. And then get your picture taken. It has to be very specific photo, very specific dimensions and yeah. very specific lighting. <laughs> so. Yep. That took me a little bit. I had to. I actually took it myself, and I think they should have denied it, but maybe they were nice. So, and mm. then, and during all of this, of course, I'm applying for scholarships. So many scholarships. I applied to about seventeen different scholarships, and I think overall only one about eight of them. So, I mean, hey, that's it's, so good. It's, it's, yeah, it's definitely good. And I mean, I got the, I mean, honestly, the, all the scholarships I won, I got the trip paid for for me. And that's including like cost of living and that sort of thing. But right. it's still rather competitive. And I was surprised because you would think coming to Asia that, you know, maybe not as competitive because not yet. Yeah, most people want to go to like Europe or, you know, to Australia. Maybe, yeah, Australia, definitely Australia. And, but, you know, still competition for Asia, which is a good. De- actually, it's kind of a nice feeling because it means other people are interested in the same things. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm glad. Especially, I got surprised because I won an additional scholarship when I got here from the university themselves. Oh yeah, Jasso. Uh, yes, Jasso, and Jasso saved my butt so many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jasso is a big one. For sure. Yeah, it's a considerable amount of money. Um, yeah, I was really surprised. Not so about $800 a month. Yeah, yeah. It's really so, yeah, that, convenient. <laughs> and it even goes through the break. It's the whole, what is it, 10 months? Yeah, yeah, it does. It actually, as long as I sign for this month, they will give me more scholarship while I'm here. So, yeah. Until April, when school comes back in session. Can't complain about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. Okay, so... Okay. 
let's get into arriving in Japan. You know, the flight. I know that's a good story. And uh, <laughs> for a few days. No, oh, let's, let's run yeah. through that. Tell us what happened. Well, um, so the day I left, I bought a very cheap flight that made me fly through three different airports in America before arriving in Detroit. And from Detroit, I would fly to Nagoya, okay. where I would meet uh, Akari. And uh, so I finally got to Detroit. I'm already done, like, oh, gosh, it was, like, oh, maybe already 10 or 11 hours of flying just from <laughs> three different airports. It sounds weird because I have more flights, but it was cheaper that way. I only paid about $600 yeah. for the flight. And um, Okay, yeah, continue. Uh, yeah, sorry. I just put a pain <laughs> in my thought oh, for that. Before I got to Detroit, I was in Salt Lake, and... I got a message from Delta saying that my flight had been moved, the, the time had been moved up. And the flight from Detroit to Nagoya was going to leave 30 minutes after my other flight arrived. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I don't know if I can make that. <laughs> Detroit's a really big airport. And yeah. uh, so I called them, I was like, why did you move my flights? Like, what's going on? They're like, oh, there's a typhoon. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, in Japan and they're trying to beat the typhoon trying to get there before the typhoon does and I was like oh yeah okay <laughs> and I was like well what can we do and they're like well you can really run wait they actually told you that yeah they're like you can really run and see if you can make it I was like oh okay <laughs> sure <laughs> uh, and I got the plane touched down I was like everyone get out of my way i have to run and make a flight that is gonna be here actually the, fl the flight got there late too oh i'm so mad i had like <laughs> 10 minutes to get there i got 10 minutes to get there i was like everyone move i gotta get out of the way i gotta get there and so i was running through detroit and i'm like wheezing because i hadn't run in a long time <laughs> and i make it to the gate i was supposed to be at and the flight had already left and i was like oh ah. <laughs> and so i went and talked to the lady at the desk and she somehow squeezed me onto a flight to Tokyo instead that day and free of charge oh, okay. nice. and they even got me a free connecting flight from Tokyo to Nagoya and so I was like oh thank you so much and so I got on the plane to Tokyo which was leaving 30 minutes after I got done talking to her and I'm sitting in between this like old Chinese couple and then this like really silent brooding Japanese businessman <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I uh, so I was like just being as really quiet and as like small as I could make myself to get away from them. And uh, the, Jap the Japanese like businessman like kept glancing over at me, and I was just like, "Oh, please <laughs> don't do anything." But I found the flight made it, and the Chinese man fell asleep on me at one point. But it was a good flight, and <laughs> I touched down in Tokyo and went to claim my luggage i have to claim it and then recheck it again for the next flight and they said oh your luggage isn't here it's still in america <laughs> i was like wow oh. <laughs> well, that's nice and i was like well when, when can i see it they're like well we can ship it to you in about a week once it gets here after the typhoon i was like oh okay <laughs> so you know no clothes no nothing everything that's in my suitcase that i'm supposed to live with because i just packed it all in one suitcase 
it's still in America. So uh, I said, okay, just ship it to me. And I go for my next flight and I get to the counter and I'm checking in. And they're like, your flight is canceled. And I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, the typhoon came here too early and we canceled your flight. And I was like, oh. Typhoon just great. destroyed everything. <laughs> it was really messing up my day. And so I was like, okay, well, what do I do now? And of course, this is all in Japanese, and I'm I'm struggling my way through. I've never really spoken. Your first day in Japan. Yeah, (laughs) I've been fluently before, and they're speaking natively speed to me, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna die! (laughs) I'm gonna die in a typhoon. (laughs) And uh, I figured out. Okay, she told me to go to the Shinkansen. So made my way to Shinkansen. I dropped like $140 on a ticket. From Tokyo to Nagoya. And, Sounds uh, like a Shinkansen ticket. It was pretty extensive, but I was just glad to be, you know, moving and going somewhere towards the Kari where I had a place to stay. No, so I did got you, the Shinkansen. <laughs> did you get okay. any kind of reimbursement for your plane that was canceled? Nope, they would not reimburse me. That's uh, baffling. <laughs> yeah, I tried so hard the, like the week after that. But I could not get a reimbursement because I it was it was really complicated because it wasn't I wasn't actually I don't have a ticket for it. They just kind of like halfway reserved me a seat, and if I showed up, they would make you know make me a ticket. And uh, since the flight was canceled, it was never actually. Oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Not important. That's that's messy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so got to Shinkansen and got to Nagoya and. Akari, her sweet soul, met me at the, you know, station and walked me to, I got, she had a, like, family friend. Some friends that she, not like an actual family member, but just like a friend of a family member that she knew kind of came and picked us up. <laughs> I was like, oh, so nice. <laughs> and we uh, went to GU and bought some clothes because I have nothing and toiletries. I had nothing. And we're driving to her house. And it's pouring rain and the wind is so strong. The car is shaking. And I'm like, oh my God, are we going to make it? <laughs> and then we get to her house and I open the door and the wind just rips it open. And this is person I don't even know, like some stranger's car. I'm like, oh my God, seriously. <laughs> I'm trying not to wreck your car. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And so Kali's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. Just get inside. And so we get inside and then just like the storm breaks loose. And I just remember like the whole apartment. She's on the top floor of her apartment complex, like the eighth floor yeah. or something. You're just shaking, swaying, literally swaying. <laughs> and I was like, ah, I'm going to die my first day in Japan. <laughs> I just kept thinking this the whole day. <laughs> but actually, it wasn't so bad. And uh, I woke up the next morning and it was the bluest sky I'd ever seen. And I had no luggage, but I was safe. And I... Headed yeah. Matsumoto that day. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Swaying. Yeah. I, I, I think. I think this swaying is a part of their kind of earthquake resilient design. Yeah, they're designed Maybe to so. do that. Yeah. Maybe so. It was. I, the I remember. Was incredibly strong. I remember. Uh, I mean, I grew up in California, and so we learned a bit about how um, buildings were built to withstand earthquakes because they're used to be more earthquakes in California than Oklahoma, go figure. But, yeah. <laughs> um, um, and yeah, there was a, it was, it was made to be kind of a swaying design. So kind of interesting hearing about that in work, at work. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I didn't know that it would be 
you know, helpful during a typhoon, but it is. And, <laughs> you know, kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, let's see. From plenty, there. Plenty of surprises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Tell us, tell us about some of your, some of your surprises, uh, you know, just, just getting there. Your things your- that culture shock if you yeah things that you didn't expect in japan funny because i just wrote an essay about this for class okay then you you should have the answers right right at your fingertips fresh on your mind let's hear them (laughs) yeah Um, um, this is this will be you'll be graded on this (laughs) my my essay is not about any surprises like culture shock here because i studied so much about the culture before i came i really didn't (laughs) Mm -hmm. have much culture shock once i got here but yep, the same I, thing happened really, to us. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but actually, uh, I started to, it's going to sound kind of strange, but like reflect back on my own culture and notice things about my own culture that I'd kind of, you know, overlooked or kind of taken for granted or yeah. hadn't really thought about very much. And so I started to see more things about American culture and I was like, this is. American culture oh, yeah. is kind of weird sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's definitely one of the things that, that really starts to stand out. Um, yeah. you're, you're not as surprised by Japanese culture because you're kind of prepared for it. But uh, once you're living in it, yeah, you start to notice the th- things that are absent from American yeah, culture. Yes, exactly. Absent. Yeah. yeah, very true. That's one of the biggest mm-hmm. things I started to learn while living there, for sure. I mean, there's always the smaller things too, like the convenience stores, how they are truly convenient. Like they encompass <laughs> the word. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, yeah, they, American convenience stores, they, no, not even close. <laughs> yeah, no no guessing how their microwave works. You bring uh, to them and microwave it behind the counter. Yes. They microwave it perfectly every time. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even try to use the ones at American convenience stores because they're different every time. <laughs> yeah, they they're are. always different. So you never know what button to press. That's so true. But you know, and they actually have real food, like food you could eat as a meal and not junk yeah. food. Which yeah, is as amazing. opposed to the fake food in America. <laughs> Mostly burritos and uh and shrink-upped uh, hamburgers at our convenience stores. The bomb burrito. Yeah, that oh, one. That's, that's the one that's everywhere. <laughs> the bomb burritos here. In fact, I had to explain to Katsuki, one of my friends, that what a burrito was. And it was so <laughs> difficult because he's never seen a tortilla. <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, is it like the material they use for crepes? And I was like, yeah. Kind of, like, yeah, kind but of no, like not really. <laughs> different, yeah. Imagine that, but oily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could not explain it all, so I had to show him lots of pictures. Like, this is a burrito. You're missing out on Mexican food. <laughs> uh, well, um, even even if you can't introduce him to burritos directly, um, have you gone to that Mexican restaurant that's by uh, Parco? There's a Mexican restaurant here. Um, that is to say, it's a taco restaurant. Oh, okay. I have to go. I have not been. If but it's I did still go there. to a lot of Mexican taco restaurants in Okinawa, yeah. and they were yeah. delicious. I think it's still going to be there, and uh, you'll you'll know it because 
it's on the second floor of a building. Um, it's not, I mean, it's in that area by the park, by the uh, flower clock. Okay, okay. Um, and there's a sign by it that says, uh, tacos and beer. Oh, tacos. Okay. I, wait, um, in perfect English? combination. Yeah, I, I think it says it in English, but it oh, might okay. say it in Japanese. Either way, I I mean, the worst, be worst you get is it's katakana. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, I will it's not cheap. Up to Tyler gets there. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I would definitely wait till Tyler gets here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it'll probably be your first taste of cilantro in a long time. Well, if you go there, say cilantro one more time. Cilantro. <laughs> cilantro. Cilantro. Cilantrio. Um. <laughs> True Southerner born and raised. <laughs> I'm in California. <laughs> <laughs> the raw California accent, <laughs> accent right there. <laughs> okay, so getting to Matsumoto and your first couple days in Matsumoto. Mm. How was that? Okay, really good. Uh, Akari uh, came back with me. She she actually because she came here for school too by train with me to Matsumoto. Okay. So I wasn't alone. I didn't get lost or anything, which is nice. And got here, and I couldn't move into my apartment yet, so I stayed with the Kari in her apartment for one day. And mm-hmm. it's the first time I'd ever seen a Japanese apartment in my life. And <laughs> <laughs> like a real, but not like her, her parents' house was like really big. Like it was the whole eighth story of the apartment. So it was kind of... Right, <laughs> yeah. But hers like was like one of those actual, nice Japanese apartments. Yes, yeah, like, like a condominium sort of thing. And, yeah. Uh, but Akari's apartment here is like a real Japanese apartment. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and walk into her house, you know, take her shoes off in her bathroom and her kitchen are like directly across from each other. And I'd never seen anything like that in my life. And <laughs> directly in front of me was her bedroom and I could see the other wall and that was the end. And I was like, oh, this place is small. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was a bit of a shock, so... <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I really liked it, though. I like small spaces, so it doesn't bother me. And I found yeah. that my apartment is, in fact, the same size. So Yeah, yeah. I was about to like say, it sounds like a Riverside apartment. <laughs> yeah, it's very small, but I really like it because I don't need a lot. And, you know, it's cheap. It's very cheap. I pay, like, $300-ish a month for this apartment, which is really nice. Yeah. Let's see. Like, uh, in, in I our think hometown, it's like... You know, I, unheard of in japan honestly really well i mean the the dorms here the international dorms which i didn't get to move into they are those are unbelievably cheap (laughs) insanely cheap the government helps pay for them that's just why they're so cheap and the place is super old too yeah yeah Um, every time i go there i'm like (laughs) oh it's not exactly Um, the most pleasant place to live like when it's hot outside it's even hotter in the room and when it's cold outside it's even colder in the room yeah yeah i don't even know how that's that's possible but it is yeah Um, it doesn't make sense but i promise it's true (laughs) now uh do you have an air conditioner in your apartment yeah i have a air conditioner slash heater and it's actually running right now Okay, it's an one. electric heater. It's pretty cold. Yeah, yeah, it's electric. Oh man, that saves you more money than you will believe. <laughs> oh yeah, and I don't even yeah. it very much because I have the kupatsu, my little heater table. Yeah, 
anybody doesn't know what that is. And and I just stayed with that most days anyway. So I kind of keep the heater down quite a bit so it doesn't run too much. Yeah, the international storm, we have gas heaters. I have no idea why they have gas heaters instead of electric I've heaters. I've heard because... so many bad stories about those heaters. <laughs> yeah, they I mean, running... Rack up a huge bill if you run those things. Yeah, yeah running it yeah. for a day there is like running it for a month here in America. <laughs> yeah, oh it's God. that bad. Oh, my God. And, and you also use gas to uh, cook, and uh, that's not cheap either. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I only pay a total. I mean, maybe on like a really, like I'm home a lot month. I paid like $70 max for both water and heater and gas. Yeah, that's a, that's a good deal. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> like I, I live here so cheaply in comparison to how I do in America. So <laughs> it's pretty nice. Yeah. I found that it was overall a lot cheaper to live in Matsumoto, Japan, than it was to live in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Mm, yes. Actually, I got um, offered a couple of days ago to move into the Kaikon, and I almost took it. I almost they're like, "Hey, we have a spot in the Kaikon if you want to move in." You know, it's this much a month, like almost like sixty dollars a month or something like that for a room. Oh, $60. Oh, went up in price. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, maybe that's including like, bills or something. I don't know. But, you know, I, I almost said yes, but I'm too comfortable here and I don't want to move all my stuff. So I just, Yeah, no, moving is not fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah I was like, that, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. That's, all right. Let's uh, move on. It, we're dragging on a little bit here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. But let's see. Uh, Next on on our uh, our list of topics that we want to get to is um the orientation. How how is mm. how is it getting through the new stu- student? I cannot speak. How was it getting through the new student orientation at Shinshu? Um, so I was in a separate orientation the first day when I got my apartment from the others at the Kaikon because I live yeah. in apartments here, and so I remember this. Like older, two older Japanese men and me and a bunch of people I did not know. We all got in a van together and drove <laughs> through the apartment. <laughs> and <laughs> we got there and they handed us, you know, like an insane amount of like booklets and papers. Okay, so this is a, like your apartment orientation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This was the day before regular student orientation. Yeah. And would you prefer me to talk about the other one? <laughs> No, no, you can start with this one. I just wanted to be clear on what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. And I uh, got all these booklets I couldn't read, so I was like, well, I'll just <laughs> listen to what they have to say. And then I couldn't understand <laughs> anything they were saying <laughs> either. And so they would point at something, like uh, there's like a mail spot in the front of the apartment, and they say a couple words, and I hear like, oh, and I'm like, okay, maybe I put my wrench there. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> and so they lead us to one empty apartment and they let everyone like go in to look at to see what it looks like before they move us all in and of course everyone in front of me all go in without taking their shoes off and the, <laughs> the guys are like oh no no dummy 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 <laughs> like yelling at them then like so they all come back and take their shoes off and then 
I hear one of them go, kayaking. Like, <laughs> they are pretty busy. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so it's not their first time. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. But it's okay. I just watched them all from the outside. I didn't even go in. But moved us into our apartments and I had, you know, of course, nothing. I still didn't have my suitcase, just my carry on. So I unpacked my carry on. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's about it for that day. I mean, I just bought, and I took like five trips to the store. I didn't have a bike yet. So I would walk to D2 or Seiyu, buy stuff, bring back as much as I could carry, and then go again. I did it like five times. Were you aware of the buses? <laughs> they, well, they were busy because they were at the KaiCon carrying them around. And so yeah. I didn't uh, want to wait. So, because I had nothing, I literally had nothing. So I just did it myself. It was okay. <laughs> the next day, went to the regular orientation, and first we did the um, placement exam, mm-hmm. and uh, that was rough because I just remember opening up the, the placement booklet and realizing that I couldn't read anything. All the like kanji and the vocabulary I did not know. And so I just started circling stuff. I just I just circled every single question <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny because every time they tell the students not to do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. They always tell you to do that, but I I always end up doing it anyway. Yeah. So I just circled uh, them randomly and <laughs> when I got it yeah. back actually, I only had maybe two of them right. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. <laughs> Oh, you actually got your results? Yeah, they let me see them. Oh, I never oh, saw that, mine. But that was because they were debating on which class to put you in, right? Ah. Yeah, yeah. They they showed me my results. Well, first off, after my test day, I had to do an interview. And I remember you telling me, Tyler, like, whatever you do, don't speak English. Like, whatever you do, don't speak English. Just reply in Japanese. <laughs> and so... Yeah. So many times uh, they would ask me a question and they would speak native speech, so I couldn't understand them. And I would just be like, uh, <laughs> and I said that so many times. I will never forget that phrase in my entire life, even if I stopped speaking Japanese. <laughs> that is a very good phrase to know, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, go thing- ahead, Nick, you're fine. Okay, the thing I don't get about the exam is, uh, I mean, I don't see how they could possibly tell whether you should go in A or B class with that exam because there are no A class level questions in the exam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. There, there are no really B class level questions either. Um, so, the, yeah, they, <laughs> they just throw normal Japanese at you, basically. Um, yeah, it really is. It's just like native questions like with all in kanji and like with vocabulary that I don't know and it was so difficult I thought I was an idiot I thought I was the stupidest person (laughs) in the room I was like I can't read any of this yeah I think I think it's funny that they keep doing orientation the same way too um always fully in Japanese it's like they it's almost like every time they're surprised to find out that there are people who don't know any Japanese (laughs) yeah Um, I don't I don't understand that. It's it, it's very odd to me. Yeah, it's like every time is the first time. Um, but uh, I think yeah, our RAs were really you for the future. So <laughs> our RAs were no really good. Speak so. 
Yeah. Ari spoke but, uh, English pretty well. Oh, yeah, but you were Moyo, the I don't have Ari, so I just got to wing it yeah. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, after uh, that, the next, or we had two orientations. The next one was uh, with the, in the big room with everyone. They have the slide up and they tell you a bunch of things that you can't understand. And then they place you in a class. They put them up on the screen. But right before they started showing all the results for everyone, they called me out of the room. I was the only one. They, they only called me out of the room. And I went into <laughs> another classroom. And all of my, I didn't know at the time, but all of my teachers were there, like Yamamoto Sensei and Ibazaki <laughs> Sensei. They were all there. And uh, they were just grilling me about my Japanese. Like, <laughs> do you know this kanji? Do you know this kanji? Do you know this kanji? Do you know this word? Do you know how to spell chocolate? Like, <laughs> I was getting grilled. <laughs> and I was just like trying to answer as best as I could. But, you know, after the placement test, I was a little discouraged. So I didn't study anymore. And I was a little <laughs> unprepared. But I did what I could. And I had to argue for like 20 minutes with them about what class to be put into. And they desperately, uh, they kept telling me they want yeah. me to be in A. And I persisted <laughs> that I was in, I should be in B. And yeah. finally I convinced them. So that was nice. And uh, walked back out and the orientation had already ended. So I missed all of it <laughs> because I was in the classroom <laughs> debating my, my future. And that's, that's it. That's all of the orientation. <laughs> that's about all yeah. it goes. Uh, yeah, you'll be uh, retaking that exact same exam in about a month and a half or so. So I hear. Yeah, it's the exact same one too. So. Ah, oh, kidding me. So it won't seem much easier. <laughs> so much fundy. So anyway, how were the classes once you started them? Um, at first. I just remember I understood nothing. Like, I mean, I could I could read what they wrote on the board, you know, and I really based a lot of my class time off of what they wrote or what they put on the board mm-hmm. because when they spoke, I, I heard nothing. It sounded like just noise. And I remember a lot of times I couldn't even get myself to focus on the words for a little while because after a while, my brain would just drone it out. I couldn't, I would just give up. <laughs> and <laughs> it sucked. And I, I desperately wanted to understand. And if they started asking a question, thankfully, I guess they knew that I was struggling a bit because they would start from the other side of the room and work their way towards me. So I would listen <laughs> to the answers of others to guess what the question was and then, like <laughs> stumble my way through my own answer. Yeah, I remember like a month. <laughs> the beginning of B class for me was very similar to that. It, yeah, it took me a little while to get used to it and to actually understand what they were saying. Because yeah. you, we just don't get enough exposure to Japanese before we go over there. Yeah. I mean, it's just that simple. Yeah, it's not it's not a fault of the teacher or anything here. It's a, it's just a, there's only so much you can do when you're taking just one Japanese class. It's not like a full-on major. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. And yeah. even even that's still a bit of a struggle to after being in class, I think like, I definitely can understand maybe oh, 80% more than I could when I first got here. But <laughs> it just took a long time. It took it took my I had to focus on what they were saying because if I 
just kind of like in English, I can just kind of half listen, half do like write or do anything. Yeah. I can hear and understand what they're saying, but here I have to give my entire attention. Literally everything in my brain has to be focused on what they're saying so that I can understand. And hopefully eventually by the end of next semester, I can not have to give so much willpower to understand what they're saying. I completely understand. That was very (laughs) draining for me personally when I was taking the classes. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, how did the classes end up? I know you recently finished them, but uh, like, how did you feel about them once you actually got into them somewhat? In my personal opinion, I think there's a bit of a, uh, I can't, like a gap between A and B class. Because A class, I, I attended both A and B class, and yeah, because not officially as uh, enrolled in A, but just they let me just go for the sake of it, you know, just to practice, which I was actually really happy about. I basically had to take three classes, and that just does not happen at OSU. So I took full advantage <laughs> of that. And I was like, oh, That's three true. classes, like <laughs> yeah. And That's so a good way to I went to A it. class. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and. I went to A class and it was just really easy, like all the time. It was super easy, except for Taniguchi Sensei, my uh, Oyo to <laughs> my practical lessons teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, <laughs> I never understand what she says like 99% of the time. And I don't know it's just because <laughs> of the way she words it. But <laughs> even now, is sometimes I do not understand what she says. But oh, anyway. But in B class is incredibly hard. And there's just, there was no in-between. I feel like they should have, like, a class in between A and B, like, like, A.2, like, <laughs> A2. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, a transition class. Yeah. Because it's just that, really difficult. Yeah, I was yeah. in a very similar position when I went over there as well. I was, they put me in B, but I was definitely at the lower end of B. And I probably deserved to be in, like, A and a half, you know? Like yes. that, there should be an A and a half over there. I feel I kind of agree with you. <laughs> there should be an A and a half. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I thought kanji was really like for me, for B kanji was really easy. And that was nice. Okay. Because I was one class I could excel in. And that's the only thing that kept my spirits up because everything else was stupid difficult in B. <laughs> I had okay, to give so, uh, everything I had. Well, well, that's that's ahead, definitely what makes you grow. Um, giving definitely, uh, ex- it's over extending your over extending yourself that makes you uh, improve. Oh, yeah. It, it makes you comfortable to, to review the world. <laughs> yeah, it makes you comfortable to review. I mean, I could spend a whole day just reviewing, but uh, it, it's not doing anything for me really, unless I exactly. push myself far- yeah, and farther. Not- I'm not here to review, you know, and I, I wanted to extend my Japanese and learn new things, yeah. even if the pace yeah. is a little fast for me. Like, I would rather be behind but still learning new things than, you know, yeah, exactly. As I was and, learning uh, the same things. I that's, think that's, that's just to be a thing that they have trouble understanding. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think that's a fundamental difference between like American and Japanese culture. Really? Yeah, like they. Like if you're not completely compared, prepared for something, you shouldn't move on. They're in mm-hmm. America, we're like, you go for it, you know, you give it your best shot, you do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's so true. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I mean, in, in Japan, um, I mean, once you graduate from university, you get hired by a company, you're, you start at the bottom, like janitor bottom. <laughs> uh, not necessarily that, but, but you start much lower than, um, than what we would expect to start at as a college graduate in America. Yeah. And you learn the skills basically from scratch. Um, college education, I think, is just more of a, of a step that shows, yeah, I was able to commit to four years in college. Um, you can rely on me. It doesn't really focus on giving you the skills that you need right when you get into the company. And very true. Yeah, so, so I think the uh, professors at Shinshu University think that what we care about most is getting the credit for the course when what we're actually really, really focused on is getting the skill from the course. Mm. And uh, if we went all the way through, say, A class, didn't pass it, but we know that if we go through it again, we'll only learn like one or two new things that might help us pass the class. Um, it's not worth then it. It's not worth it. Yeah, they don't understand that at all. Mm. <laughs> um, Definitely makes sense. Or, <laughs> or it's even worse that you go through A class and you do pass, but, but maybe just barely. Then there's really no point in going back through it for, <laughs> for us because clearly we've learned most of it and you learn the rest yeah. through experience. Um, what, how, what do you think of the textbooks you use? Well, at first we didn't even use a textbook. Like uh, they oh, were really? recap, they were kind of recapping the first or the last chapter of a class for our okay. first lesson, and it wasn't in our textbook, so we didn't use a textbook for a while. And then okay. we finally got into the textbook, and actually, I kind of, I kind of like it, which is weird. Yeah. Maybe because I just used Ginky a lot, and I mean I love <laughs> Ginky. Ginky is laid out very well for people who live in America but I liked that this textbook was completely in Japanese for one like entirely <laughs> oh, in yeah. Japanese and I don't know like it, it makes me work harder it makes me have to look up words and you know find yeah. you know the grammar and figure it out and place it together and I don't, it's just it makes me put the pieces together rather than being having it handed to me maybe more so yeah yeah definitely um yeah i, I really do like the idea of the textbook being in the target language yeah. um one thing i will say for genki though i'm not to derail this too far but uh now that i'm studying chinese here at osu um i've come to appreciate some things about genki that i never really appreciated before and one is the very wide uh, vocabulary that it offers. Mm. Um, I mean, going through the lessons, it feels like you're learning a lot of words that you're never going to need, or at least you won't need for a long time. But if you want to say something, usually you can flip to the glossary at the end or the index, find the words that you want and say it. With my Chinese textbook, it seems to only have the words that we need for the exercises. Mm. And it's not useful for anything past that. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you say that because when I got here, I thought the first, my first, first thought was, 
wow, Ginky taught me literally no vocabulary. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe, maybe I just, because Ginky, Ginky one total only has like 500 words, maybe. Huh. And that's if you retain every word. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I came here with like certainty of 300 of them. And yeah. you cannot, you cannot communicate with 300. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think my Chinese book even has that. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. So, so yeah, it's, definitely it's a little bit disappointing. Is a lot more important than I thought it was. And yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think in the beginning, in particular, vocabulary is very hard because in order to retain vocabulary, you have to like make connections with other words. And at first you have none mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, so you yeah, really have so to. True. Yeah, it's really it's useful to learn them. Some repetition and hearing it over yeah, and over, yeah. and that you really have to just drill that down before you can move on, and it takes a long time in the beginning. It's true. Uh, yeah, it's really useful actually, to learn them in the context of uh, example sentences. But yes. like, like, like you're saying, without that, the rest of that vocabulary, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, for me though. Like at first I tried to just drill the words over and over and they just would not stick. I could not get them to stick. And instead I started to learn the kanji and the word at the same time, which sounds really complicated and a lot harder. (laughs) But in fact, this like, I don't know, being able to memorize the symbol helped me memorize the word, which is kind of because you're making connections like I was going over earlier. Yeah, exactly. And so I can connect the kanji to the word. And for some reason, I can remember it a lot easier that way. So not only do I get to learn the kanji for it, which is nice, because if I read, I can recognize it. But like, it helps me recall vocabulary quicker. So I can't complain about that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Kind of funny thing. Um, yeah, the, the connection between the vocabulary and the kanji, it, it definitely helps. It, it's definitely there because I find that sometimes now, when I'm reading something, I can read the kanji. I can read the word that the kanji is, but I forgot completely what it means. <laughs> really? But I can still or, read it. <laughs> or you get the opposite problem where you can understand what it means, but you don't know how to read it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So you get those connections both ways. And eventually one of those connections gets weaker if you're not practicing like you should. Um, <laughs> and the other one remains. Mm-hmm, definitely all right well we're getting pretty long here so let's move on yeah all right yeah <laughs> so living in japan are you getting accustomed to it how is that um, going definitely Just overall in general. like four months four months four months, four months, four months, four months wouldn't you yeah leave? okay yeah for a little over four four months uh i left in september 16th Okay. Yeah. So almost, almost five months, but. Okay. uh, And honestly, I really adjusted to just everyday living really quickly. Like within the first two weeks, I had my own routine. I had like where I went (laughs) shopping and like I would travel around and find, okay, this is where I'm going to do all of my shopping here. This is where I'm going to get all of my like, you know, convenient stuff and and yeah. I lost that out. And but I think even now I still have not adjusted to communication. And it's still it's not as big of a problem as it was when I first got here. When I first got here, it was oh heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> but 
now I, I can kind of like today, for example, I was walking to uh, the speeches that everyone was giving. I was walking there and a Japanese man that was walking next to me asked me if I was an international student. And I was like, oh yeah. And I actually started, like, <laughs> I kept a conversation with him for the whole walk up to the building. And he's just asking about like why I was here, what I was doing, you know, simple stuff that <laughs> I've kind of regurgitated in class over and over and over for the last four months. Yeah. And, yeah. But even just being able to say simple stuff like that to a random stranger feels so good after four months of complete silence. Yeah. I was not able to talk to anybody. And it just, I don't know, it's it's the little things. I'm slowly getting there, but... I can't have like meaningful conversations yet. Huh. Yeah, they, they, I always say like when people ask me about Japan and why I like it so much, my my typical response is it's really it's all the little things yeah. that add up to what Japan really is in a big picture. That is so true. I one hundred. It really is. Hmm. And it's so hard to go over all those little things in one conversation. That's so true. And everyone's like, so why, why Japan? Like, why did you choose Japan? Like, you could have gone to Italy for fashion or you could have gone to, you know, Paris for fashion. Why did you choose Japan? And it's like, I, I, there's so many things that I have to explain to you. And we just <laughs> don't have enough time in our lives for me to go over them all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, and I guess we kind of already tied into the next point is language improvement. And mm. how's that going? Are you starting to see results now at least? Definitely with listening. My listening has gotten so much better. And oh, I'm yeah. so happy because you can't respond. If you, you can know all the Japanese words in the world and all the grammar in the world, but if you can't hear the question, it's irrelevant. <laughs> and so, yeah. <laughs> I just, I wanted so bad for so long to just be able to understand what people say. And starting recently, I've just been listening to help language improvement, just listening to strangers talk, which is a little creepy <laughs> sometimes because I'm just eavesdropping <laughs> on people talking, but. And I usually, hear, like, <laughs> usually they don't know that you can hear or understand. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So sometimes so it's a purest of eavesdropping. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they're talking like they act like I can't understand, which is nice, you know? So I tried to listen to see if I could understand. And, you know, at first I understood nothing. And sometimes I'd understand, like two months ago, I could understand like, you know, occasional words, but I couldn't piece it together. And now I'm like, oh, like, I can kind of understand what they're talking about. Like, oh, they're talking about school or, oh, they're talking about, like, a like a circle they're going to after school. Or I'm like, oh, it feels <laughs> good. Like, <laughs> so and you're, like, not even halfway through it yet. Think about how far you're going to be by, like, the 11-month mark. Yeah, I suppose it's true. Yeah. Yeah, you, there's so much progress you can make in a year. And it, it really is a... Uh, looking back to the kind of conversations I could have before I went to Japan, which were, mm. um, is virtually non, none at all. Yeah. Unless it was in text. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's, I mean, it's just a completely different world. I mean, I still can't, for example, I can't just listen to radio and understand everything they're talking about. I can know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. I can't understand what they're saying about it. Exactly. <laughs> 
um, that, that still requires skill level that's beyond mine. Not really doing much to improve on it right now because school. <laughs> I totally understand. I have a deep fear that when I go back to America, that I will start like slipping or like my Japanese listening skills and then will go stagnant because I just have no ability to practice. Why so, do you think we get so addicted to JSA? <laughs> yeah, it's so true. And so I'm trying to like find things online right now, even to use as resources later just to help me because I really don't want to lose or forget about what I've learned here already. So Yeah. I mean, I mean, it still stays there and you can reactivate it. It just takes a bit of reactivation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe work to do that. Um, mm. In fact, I was uh, watching a video by um, a YouTuber that, that like called a lane focus. And, and he's actually in Japan. Um, I actually found out where he was by, by accident. And I'm not going to say that because I don't know if that's public or not. <laughs> Um, but he said something that made it very obvious to me, but, uh, he was talking about how uh, multilingual people, you know, deal with the languages in their head. I mean, in their, in their mind, how they can switch between them. Mm. And he was saying that people who know several languages actually don't have them all in active memory. Like some of them might have to prepare for a week to be able to use it again when they go to a country window where they will need to use it. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of encouraging knowing that, uh, it's not just me, you know, it's, <laughs> um, like lately I can't speak Japanese too fluently. I just trip all over my words. Um, I can hear it passively to some extent I can read and write it, but speaking is difficult. Mm. And, uh, it's kind of comforting to know that, even uh, people know eight, twenty, three hundred languages <laughs> uh, still have the same problem. Yeah, yeah, that is actually pretty comforting. <laughs> but, yeah, um, you'll really surprise yourself <laughs> once you start studying it again. It really hmm. starts to come back quickly, and oh, I did that's that good to know. recently, and I was so amazed by how much I was picking it up. So f- how fast I was picking it up again. <laughs> And yeah, it was really comforting when that happened. Yeah. And actually, uh, yeah, just a couple of days ago, someone from Shindai um, sent me a message. She's a Chinese graduate student that maybe you've met at some point. I don't know. But uh, she just randomly sent me a message in Japanese saying, hey, we met at the dorm once. Remember me? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so we had a conversation in Japanese. Um, 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 let's see. Full disclosure, I actually don't remember her. <laughs> But uh, we we had a conversation and and looking back, I'm I mean it's, it feels good to know that I can still have you know quick natural speed uh, written conversation, which is back and forth, back and forth, and there's no effort to it. I mean, I'm sure I'm making I'm saying things that don't sound natural to a Japanese person, mm. but it's working as a medium for communication. That's true. I think writing is a lot easier to recall, but I think speaking takes like warm up. Like a lot of times I know if I'm yeah, having like a speech yeah. in the morning, because like, BCOS is always in the morning. And so if I'm having a speech or if I uh, am doing like a 
practical lessons class, like beforehand, I will like speak in my room to myself. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. Talking to myself in my room just to warm myself up because if I just go in without trying to speak beforehand, it takes me so long. By the end of the class, I'm finally warmed up and my like, class is over. So I have to, yeah. to like get myself up to speed with that sort of thing. Maybe because I'm still new, but uh yeah no, i actually I remember as well yeah my summer break in japan and uh really destroyed my speaking ability for a little while <laughs> You're um the summer break in japan really um yeah because i, I just went several weeks uh, uh everyone had already gone home or were on trips or something so i was not speaking japanese to anyone except buy stuff uh so uh so it, it kind of uh made it to where I, I couldn't speak easily on man unless I was prepared. But then once the semester started again, I was able to get back into the flow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Actually, I've been worried about that too because you know, break <laughs> just started and I actually the last couple of days I've just been reading Japanese out loud, which sounds weird. <laughs> But I have oh, no, like, it a book I've been trying to read. So I just read it out loud, even if I don't understand the meaning or if I don't know the words. I just read it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I can practice <laughs> just moving my mouth with the correct words, you know? Like it sounds weird, but I, for some reason, it helps a lot. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Um, uh, you're, you're processing it in several ways, you're looking at it. You're speaking it. I mean, basically, the the word has to move from your visual, um, the visual part of your brain to the speaking part of your brain, and in that path, it's it's forming connections. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Very true. Tyler, do you do the same thing? Rarely, not very often. <laughs> really? Well, I do it when I have audio material i try to repeat the audio material mm-hmm. but not just from words on paper and makes sense i do a lot of listening to stuff and reading at the same time like was that it's is it ghosting no there's a term for it uh no uh shadowing oh, shadowing like shadowing shadowing, yeah, shadowing. Yeah, shadowing. <laughs> oh, hey, that was kind of close ghosting yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'm a fan of those two for sure mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of similar i'll have yeah. to try that out and see how it goes so hmm. uh let's start rounding this off because we're a good deal over an hour now <laughs> it's very true <laughs> uh okay so let's get your biggest dislike, your biggest dislike of studying in Japan, favorite part of studying in Japan, and the hardest part to get used to. Uh, biggest dislike hmm, is probably... Could be as simple as, as no macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they have macaroni and cheese in Seiyu. Wait, What? Yeah, they have a box of macaroni and cheese in Seiyu. Wow. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> My biggest That's news. probably... Oh, yes, you can buy some. I'll send some over, some Japanese craft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I mean, it's probably just Walmart mac and cheese. 
I think it is, yeah. <laughs> All right, biggest dislike. Hit us. Uh, biggest dislike is the narrow roads. Oh, yeah, those are scary. Yeah. That's a good I, one. I just, yeah, I just bought a bicycle. Finally, I talked myself <laughs> into getting a bicycle after four months of being here. And I, the first time I rode it was with Tim, and my skirt got caught in my bicycle and ripped the whole way up the back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Dang. That was not fun. Yeah, I was pretty pissed because I just bought that skirt in Tokyo, too. And uh. Oh, well, that's all right. But it was a fun experience, and I was, like, in the middle of the road. I was like, Tim, help! <laughs> We're, like, struggling with my skirt and my tire while these cars are trying to pass us. It was fun. <laughs> uh, good memory at least yeah good, good memory <laughs> uh, but I have so many times I'm like the car has had to stop and I've like had to like scoot my way by with my bicycle because the road's too narrow I've run into stuff because the car got so close like the air from the car pushed me over and I hit like the railing of the Matoba River and so yeah. many things like that have happened and I've got like tons of bruises from me, actually. <laughs> but it's kind of kind of frightening. And even Josh told me a story of how he was walking along in the morning one time and a truck drove up next to him and I guess got too close and the mirror clipped his shoulder and like, yeah. really banged him up one time. So I mean the roads are extremely narrow here. That's why the cars are built the way they are. Yeah, and uh Jesse was hit by a car too. I don't know if you knew him. Yeah, I think I did he did. I not know that. Um, it's not uncommon to get hit by cars in Japan. And uh, I, saw a car accident. I saw a bicycle get hit by a car walking to school one day. It was actually pretty yep, scary. Um, yeah, our, our um, British friend, Matthew, got hit by a car while riding a bicycle. Oh, my God. <laughs> or he yeah. hit car, but the car was going when it shouldn't have. So Yeah. Here. So definitely anybody who's listening, please be careful on the roads here. Because you can get hit very easy. There's some sidewalks a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, I you know that uh that walk that small road that goes by that kind of triangle shaped building to the Kaikon. Oh yeah, you know, yeah the it's, one that kind of passes in front of Delicia. Yeah. That narrow road is always terrible. kind of scary to walk on at night. Because yeah. I don't know when someone's going to just barrel through there. Mm, definitely. I've ridden my bike through there one time. I remember just going slow and kept looking both the ways. <laughs> Please don't hit me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So favorite part. Well, can only choose one. I know it's difficult. Oh, man. I think it's a tie between being able to focus on only one thing for the first time in my life. Just Japanese. No, you know, six different subjects. Just Japanese. Yeah, that that is so great. Um, And that's something I hope really, that's something I'm really looking forward to if I um, get my scholarship to go back for research. Yeah. I mean, it's and then so it's even better because it's self-directed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, even no matter what you study, it's always about the same thing. If you study kanji or vocabulary, it's always going to 
help all areas. So it's really nice. Yeah. Either that or the delicious snacks here. They've got the best Ooh. sweets ever here. Sweet bread, you know, chocolate bread and strawberry bread and <laughs> like I do really like different cakes and Oh my God! (laughs) Have you had that cranberry um, and cream bread from the pawn shop? Cranberry and cream bread? No, but it sounds like a Japanese bread. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's in it's in the uh, it's in the shop that's uh, under the classrooms. And when he says pawn shop, that means bread shop. Yeah, yeah. Anyone that pawn shop boo, not not. Yeah, P A N pun. <laughs> they don't sell pans there. Yeah, bread bread shop. <laughs> All right. So the hardest part to get used to living in Japan. Oh, maybe it's gonna sound a little strange at me, but because I've lived out of the house in America since I was seventeen, so I'm very used to the way things are done and mm-hmm. like uh, where to go to pay the electricity bill and, you know, where, how, what the cheapest food is and what the best brands are and things that maybe you just learn over time, you know, by yeah. living there for so long. And here I have to restart everything from scratch. I have to learn <laughs> where everything is, know where to pay things and, uh, I know no brands, so I have to do everything by like reading and like researching and figuring out like what is the best or asking people because (laughs) I have no cultural experience here. So it's really interesting kind of, yeah, it's kind of interesting being, you know, just introduced new to everything. Something you would not expect is just, I don't know, does that make sense? Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, it makes sense. It's kind of nice, though, that, uh, that everything everything is new. Every time you discover a good brand that every Japanese person already knows about, that's your first time. It's a mm. it's a new discovery. You discover this awesome thing, like, uh, say, Mitsuya Cider or yogurt water. I don't know what your opinion is yes. on that, but I actually really like no, it. I, I like the yogurt water, yeah. <laughs> yogurt water. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I don't know whose idea that was, but he needs a raise. I'll tell you what, one of the things I love about living there is the canned coffee. I don't know why we don't have oh, that yeah. in the U.S. Oh, it's... Boss coffee. Oh, yeah, in, in, the, in the heated uh, vending machines. Mm, yep. It's really nice during the winter. I yeah, yeah, very nice. Hmm. <laughs> Well, anyway, I think that about does it for this episode. Any closing yes. remarks? Um, no, just thanks for having me, guys. It was fun. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's uh, has been the second episode of the Kiowa Japan podcast. New episodes every Tuesday, except when we don't feel like it. And even then. So, um, tune in next week. Thank you and goodbye.